Welcome to episode 14 at The Well. It is Well Talk Monday, and I am glad that you decided to meet me here again. We are two episodes away from the second season of Well Talk. And let me just say, Well Talk has been going so well, and I am learning lessons like weekly (laughs) on how to improve the podcast and make it even better. To be totally transparent, it hasn't been easy from week to week because I've shared with you guys before that starting a thing for me is easy, but sticking to it and actually actually completing the vision has always been the tough part of a thing for me. And so that's because it's easy to stick to something when you feel like it, right? <laughs> like it's easy to complete a thing when things are just going well for you and you're being expired at every single turn and just getting inspiration from everywhere but the work comes when you have to push through how you feel in order to be obedient the work comes when people stop the reposting and launch day is over and the confetti kind of (laughs) settles and you're literally just doing what God tells you to do completely unsure of what the outcome may be That's what this season has been for me. And so this season of my life and this season of the podcast has looked just like that. It's been... It's been me laying down how I feel and just picking up what God has told me to do and pressing into that. And so making the necessary sacrifices and being radically obedient to Jesus is what this season has really been all about for me. And so regardless of the outcome, I've had to do it. And so, yeah, season one has been dope. It's been dope and it's been super defining. Um, And I'm so excited about season two and all that it will bring. Um, For those of you who have just slid into this series, let me bring you up to speed a little bit. We are in this dope series called What About Your Friends, where God has really been challenging us to look around at our friendship circles and really just take inventory of the quality of relationships that we are connected to. He's also been convicting us to completely shatter the crippling mindset of females not doing female friends, quote unquote. Like I know you've probably heard it before and you've maybe even adopted that mindset, but I really believe that God is raising up a generation of women who just desire to knock that wall down. And so I believe that God wants us to want each other and to want to be in healthy relationships with one another in order to get his work done here on earth and in order for us to live abundantly full lives, like lives full of brunch buddies, belly laughs, <laughs> and spa appointments. I think that's abundant life. Like brunch is abundant life, legit. <laughs> and so if you have not listened to the last two episodes, go back and catch those that we talked about. Um, we talked about what your tribe or your friendship circle should do for you. And we also covered the importance of choosing your tribe. And so this week, we're going to get into a component of friendships that probably makes you twitch a little bit. I know it makes me start to squirm in my chair a little bit, honestly. (laughs) And that component is the S word, sacrifice. So I was having a conversation with one of my brothers from church the other day. And I was just telling him how I do not like sharing my food. Like, I love hosting things, and I absolutely love gathering people for food and for a good time. I love it, but on a large scale, right? So, like, I'll make a big pot of chili, and I'll text everybody and tell them, come, you know, I made dinner, come over if you're hungry, get you some. Like, I always have too many leftovers anyway, so it works. (laughs) But what I don't like is for someone to ask for something off of my plate, like, You can get some, but you cannot affect my portion. (laughs) Like, why you got to get mine, you know? 
you cannot have a shrimp off of my plate. No. Like, no, you cannot have a sip of my lemonade, but there's a picture in there for you. Like, nah, because I told you ahead of time I was cooking. So you should have made your way over here, you know. But nah, you can't have none of mine. Not mine. <laughs> Go to the stove and get yours, but you can't get yours off of my plate. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. I'm laughing, but I'm so serious. <laughs> and as we're having this random conversation, we literally, I was planning for the podcast and I, I, I just was like, wow, like this is crazy because this is sacrifice, right? Sacrifice at its best is allowing your portion to be affected. It's, it's to allow somebody on your plate. <laughs> and so I wonder how many of us are willing to be a friend who is willing to sacrifice just enough, right? But not to the point that it would affect your portion. Like, I'll help you to a certain extent, but if it's going to affect my money or the time slot that I watch Power and the Housewives of Atlanta, then we got to reconsider, you know? Like, we can talk real, real quick, real quick, real quick, but if this conversation is affecting my boo-loving time, then we gonna, we got a little problem, sis. You know, like, I'm praying for you, girl. But if you're going to actually start getting the blessings that I've been praying for for my own life, then I got to slow down on these prayer days. You know, like, will we allow our portion to be affected? Because, see, it's easy to be close to your friends or close to people, for that matter, when you're both in tough seasons, right? But can you sacrifice your momentary comfort in order to spur your girl on? Like, can you put how you feel on the back burner to genuinely help set the next girl up for success, even if it does affect your portion? Like, even if it will affect your chance at getting the job, but because you know that she really is the girl for the job, are you willing to let her have that? Even though it will cause you to feel momentarily as though God may have forgotten about you, you know the truth, and that is that he hasn't. Or maybe you don't know the truth, and you need to explore that more. But will you be willing to sit and listen with a sincerely happy heart about your girlfriend's new relationship, even though that's exactly what you're waiting for God to do in your life? It's easy to be a good friend when we are both in tough seasons. Right, Because we can either cry and complain together or we can take turns encouraging one another. Either way, we're on the same playing field, right? But when one friend is in a tough season and the other friend is coming out of her tough season, that's when some stuff is really uncovered. Like That's when heart stuff is uncovered. Because we're forced to look inward and we're forced to take inventory and to see if we really are the great sacrificial ride-or-die friend that we claim to be. There's a friendship in the Bible between two men named David and Jonathan that's a great illustration of what sacrifice and, and friendships really look like. These two men were best friends, and, like, they literally loved each, other's like brother, loved each other like brothers, like family. Even though Jonathan's father, King Saul, was very jealous of David and he attempted to kill him multiple times, Jonathan would actually give David a heads up about his father's plans to kill him. And he just really honored the relationship between him and his friend. So much so that he was willing to sacrifice for him. Because you only sacrifice for those that you really love, right? Not just lip service, but actually sacrifice to the point where it affected Jonathan's portion. You see, when Jonathan and David's friendship first began, Jonathan took off his robe, his armor, his sword, his belt, and he gave it to David. Now, this wasn't just a little clothing swap. Like, you know how we do in our girl closet. Like, let me wear this girl. Like, no, no, no. It wasn't like that. <laughs> like, this was sacrifice, and it took a lot. Outwardly, 
right? We may not be able to see all that it required, but inwardly to do something like this, it shows so much character and just overall maturity and sacrifice. And so you see the robe and the armor and the sword and everything that he took off and gave it to David. All of that signified Jonathan's status. It showed other people that Jonathan was a prince. And so when he wore it everywhere that he went, everyone knew who he was and they knew that he was royalty with all of the privileges and all of the authority that came with that distinction. And so by giving David that robe, he basically bestowed on him princehood, right? So no longer was David just considered a shepherd, but because of Jonathan's willingness and his sacrifice, he was now considered a prince. And so he literally gave him the shirt off of his back in that moment, which means that he did not mind if he was, if he, David, was mistaken for him or if David, you know, if they were mistaken for each other. He didn't mind if he was mistaken for David or if David was mistaken for him. Like how much selflessness is that, right? Jonathan by right was next in line to be king. Remember, because his father was King Saul, yet Jonathan was able to see that his friend was really the man for the job, and he was willing to lay down his pride, he was willing to lay down his status, he was willing to lay down other people's opinions in order to see his friend walk out his calling and to walk out the purpose that God has spoken over his life. Quick question, can you do the same thing? Like, be honest, are you jealous even in the slightest bit of your friend? And it's okay to admit it because we're human. And by nature, these things come up. These thoughts come up. This is the thing, though. The thing is that you got to catch it when it comes. And you got to submit it to Christ so that it doesn't take root in your heart. So when you feel that that jealousness or or jealousy or that envy raise up in your heart, you got to be able to say, okay, God, I feel that. I don't like that. She is my best friend. I need you to do something with that. I need you to work this out in my heart, right, so that it does not take root. Are you jealous of her or are you more than willing to say, hey, I see God doing this thing in your life. Like it's, it's undeniable. I see it. And so I want to make sure that you're successful. I want to give all that I have to make sure that you're successful. Even if it costs me something, I want to see you become a successful wife, a successful mother, a successful entrepreneur, businesswoman, whatever. See, Jonathan recognized that David would one day be king, and he recognized that he was the man for the job. And instead of being envious or jealous or even pulling him close so that he could only go so far, because we do that, right? Keep your uh, friends close and your enemies close to that type of thing. Like, instead of doing some underhanded stuff like that, Jonathan submitted to God's will, even though he technically was heir to the throne. What are you willing to give up in order to see your friend be great? If it don't cost you nothing, it ain't sacrifice. It's a good deed. And let's be clear. I mean, good deeds are cool, right? Right? They're cool. It's cool to be kind. It's cool. But that isn't a sacrifice. Good deeds make you feel good. Sacrifice cares more about the recipient, right? A good deed is going to cause you to give yourself a pat on the back. Sacrifice cares more about having your girls back. When you sacrifice, you give from a tight place, like not an abundant place. There was something that you had to give up in order to meet that need, right? Example, I'll put gas in your car, girl, so that you can get to your interview, even though I was just counting my money to figure out how I was going to get through the week. Like my business is struggling, but I'm going to go ahead and invest in yours because I so believe in the vision that God gave you, right? 
when you sacrifice, there's also an, in, an internal work that has taken place in order for you to make that happen. You've worked out some stuff in your heart. Like, even if you don't know the outcome fully, and even if you still don't know how God is going to make a way for you, and even if you still don't know how God is going to really use your friend, like, you've worked out some stuff in your heart. Jonathan had a lot of work, right, to do in his heart in order to give David his seat on the throne, but he did it. He worked through pride. He probably worked through fear, right, fear of being um, looked at differently fear of being talked about, fear of being criticized, people's opinions, and none of that stopped him. What's stopping you from being that friend? What's stopping you from being the friend that shows up for your girl? Here's the thing. It's not even about the outcome. It's about you being obedient. What if God is allowing this to test your obedience to him? What if he's allowing this to to test your heart posture, right? To see if you're even ready for what you claim that you're ready for. To see if you're even ready for what you keep petitioning him to bless you with. Like, what if he's like, okay, the key to getting your blessing is to, can you be a blessing to your friend? Can you be a blessing to your girl who's been over here struggling, right? Like, can you be a blessing out of a pure place to her? Listen, I hope that this has helped you. And I hope that some stuff has been dug up in your heart. Like, I know it's dug up some stuff in me. I never preach or teach or podcast any topic that God is not first working in my heart. Because I always want to make sure I'm coming from a, a even playing field. Like, we're here. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm with you. It's dug up some stuff in me. It's so easy to be a good friend when things are tough. But what about when things are getting better for her, but not for you? Can you still show up for her from a pure place? Can you sacrifice momentary comfort to spur your girl on? Can you not act weird when she comes around just because she's happy? Like... (laughs) Can you not disappear or push her away because you see God moving in her life so you feel like to protect yourself and to protect your heart, you're going to push her away? No, can you not do that? Can you work out this stuff in your heart? And I acknowledge that it might be something in you that broke or it might be something in you that's hurt. And maybe you're doing this from a hurt place. Maybe it's not just you jealous of her. Maybe you're you're really legitimately like it hurts. And I get it because I've been there. But can you do yourself a favor? And can you work that out with God? Like let him get in and heal those places so that you can show up for your girl. Because here's the thing. Seasons do change. No matter how long or how much we prolong them, they change. And there will come a time that you want somebody, you're going to want somebody to show up for you. As a matter of fact, you're going to want that same girl that you're distancing yourself from to show up for you. You got to give her the same love. Like, can you sacrifice momentary comfort to spur her on? Can I tell you a secret? When you see God moving in her life, that means he's moving in your life too. Don't leave the neighborhood if you see him in it. Like, when he's blessing your neighbors, he's blessing you too. Like, he's in the neighborhood. He right down the block, girl, and you about to leave. You about to move out the neighborhood because they getting blessed. Girl, you better stay put. Stay right there. Go down there and see if they need help moving something. <laughs> like, see if they need help moving in. You see God down there working. You better put yourself in. Listen, listen. Come on. God is looking for pure hearts to bless in this season. 
not hearts polluted by pride. Can you sacrifice your insecurities to be a secure friend to your homegirl? <laughs> we can help someone get to the level that we're on. That's easy. But I dare you to spur them on further. Like, we'll help a homeless person get a job, right? But will you help someone at your job get the promotion that you want? If you honestly like step back and see that she has the gifting for the job and the anointing for the job and the time to do the job <laughs> and do it well, you getting mad because cause she applying for the job and you got three kids. This job about to have you away from your family, from your kids. Like, What's the more important thing? That you climb the corporate ladder or that you're present for your babies? Like, you see this other girl come in, she ain't got no kids, <laughs> she's single, or whatever. Like, she has the anointing for the job. She goes in there and she just finesses it. Like, she is she is it. But because your pride is in the way, you don't want to help her level up. Because you feel like it's going to do something negative to you. Like, no. Push her to get the job. Still apply for it. Heck, you never know what God's going to do. Still apply and let her know you're going to apply, girl. I'm applying too, but you know what? I so hope that you get this. Like, I'm applying also, but I so pray that the favor of God rests on you because you are the girl for the job. Or don't apply. Pull your application because you see that she's the one. But can you be that woman? Can you be that secure woman that says another girl's shine ain't dimming me, right? <laughs> My prayer is that your answer is yes, that you would lay it all down for her. This week's Well Woman Challenge is to meditate on Psalms 139, verses 23 through 24. One of my favorite verses. It says, search my heart, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This week's challenge is the Search My Heart Challenge. Ask God to show you even the things that you don't want to see in your heart so that you can be a better friend to your people. That's my prayer for you today. As a matter of fact, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for our girls. No matter how big or small our tribe, we thank you for them, God. Search our hearts. And if there is anything that is not pleasing to you, if there's anything that stops us from being good girlfriends, take it out of us. Help us to have godly friendships like Jonathan and David. Help us to fan our girl into flame when we see her on fire for you and the vision for her life. Help us to not let our own insecurities shame our friend for being a good boss or a good leader or a risk taker or a bomb wife and a loving mother. Like Help us to free our girls. She's already wrapped up in her own doubts, her own insecurities. So help us be the friend that frees. Help us to speak truth to her. Truth, even when she can't see it, help us to speak life to her, even when she doesn't feel it. Help us to affirm and agree with what you want to do in her life. Today, I pray that we tell our friend that she is the girl for the job. <laughs> whether that job is a career, whether it's wife life, whether it's parenthood, whether it's school or some type of transition, whatever it is, God, help us to speak life to it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Listen, I am still fasting from social media <laughs> and I still feel so good. 
This is week three, and so if you need me, my email is v as in Victor Johnson zero five eleven at gmail.com. Remember, if you have not been receiving your Wednesday emails in your regular inbox, try the spam folder. Some people's um, letters have been going to the spam folder, so check that. Also, let me tell y'all that the Well Woman Center has started one-on-one personal development coaching sessions, and they have already been so life-giving, yo. Like, if you know that there's an area in your life that you need clarity, accountability, prayer, just someone to help you sort through stuff and, like, give you strategies to actually um, creating a better life for yourself, email me. You'll get a complimentary 30-minute clarity session to learn more about how Well Woman Visits can work for you and to just make sure that we are um, a good fit for each other. And so even if you're not in Virginia, uh, we still can make it happen. Um, So please feel free to email me and just give me a little bit of information and we can um, sort all of that stuff out. Please know that slots are filling up pretty quickly as I only allow myself to coach a certain a number of women at a time. Because I just want to give my all to my girls that I'm working with at the moment. And so I really believe in quality over quantity. So I don't want 50 girls that I'm quote-unquote coaching and I'm only giving them 10 minutes of my time. Like I want to effectively be able to pray with you and strategize with you and flush out your vision for your life, for your business, for whatever it is. And just really give you godly advice um, one-on-one in a one-on-one type of setting. And so... I just, I believe in quality over quantity. So slots are filling fast. So please, um, if you need an extra cheerleader, email me. (laughs) If you need extra help in that area of your life, don't hesitate to email. Reach out and let me know. So I love you guys. I will talk to y'all next week. And I pray that you have a great Thanksgiving. I pray that you eat to your heart's content. (laughs) Because I'm going to, okay? Um, And just love on your people. And just thank God for the people that he's placed in your life. I am so grateful for my people. And so I plan on um, this week just loving on them and spending time with them and just being grateful. So I love you guys, and I am definitely grateful for you. And I will talk to y'all next week. Have a great week.